hashtag blessed life, best life, no filter, flawless fun. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, while we talk about 12 Foot Ninja's Vengeance, and that's how I'm going to describe it right off the bat. But first, introduction must be made for the gentlemen who are always with me in this wonderful journey of life in metal. In we got the bludgeon by Bellhops Gabe Cooper, the Dr. David Pizzo, and the Reverend Ben Lindsay. How y'all doing tonight, gentlemen? I'm ready for vengeance. This is how hollow notes would sound in space. I'm, I'm ready to do this. I liked the last album a lot, so I was excited when you put this on the schedule. I'm glad you were excited. Well, Excited was not a word that I would have used to describe my feelings going into this album. And uh, <laughs> not how you describe them going out of the album either, probably. If, uh, that is also true, but um, you can't be excited going out of an album. So, but like yeah. I said, if you listen to the end of our last review, this album cover, if you happen to be watching on the YouTube, or if you see the thumbnail on wherever you listen to the audio version, this album cover sums up this album beautifully. It does. Now, I will admit, I did have this in originally as my pick for October, but there's an album coming out on the 29th that kicked it out, and so I put it in the next available slot and made it my just my normal pick for the month. And we got it. So this album, we're recording this a week after release. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it came out the 22nd. Yes. Um, it is their third studio album. It is on Volcanic Records, runtime of 34 minutes and 17 seconds. You have Nick Ken Eddick Barker on lead vocals, Steve Stevick McKay lead guitar, Rohan Rohayes on rhythm guitar, Shane Russ Russell on drums, and you have Tatiana Shamaluk on making a guest vocal appearance on Over and Out. Their albums get shorter and shorter. First one was 45. Outlier was 38. This one's 34. So that's something that's nice for you, Ben, right? Like the visit to the dentist gets quicker and quicker. <laughs> I, I can't hate on this album, Link. No, this is um, this is almost rain and blood. Perfect. Yeah, 34 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Well, I do not know this band nearly as long as Tracy does. And Tracy's going to tell us about our journey. But I, you know, after reviewing Outlier, that was in the winter, right? I feel like that was last That was winter. in February. Yeah, I remember it was very cold when I was sitting there and I was walking in like ice and shit, listening to it. See. I can. So anyway, um, you know, I listened to it some sense, but this week I just like brought it back. And since the three albums we did were pretty short, listened to it a ton again. So I listened to the second and third albums together over and over and over this week. And it was... It was a good ride. I dig this band a lot for reasons we'll get into. Uh, more than more than Ben, I would say, but yeah. that's okay. I will say I think the transition from the previous from Outlier to this is much closer than it was from Agreed. Silent Machine to Outlier. Agreed. Yeah, I think I and I now appreciate Silent Machine a little more too. I listened to that some this week also, uh, but I still think it is the if pun pun intended outlier of the three of these albums. I think <laughs> these last two sound more similar than either does to that. There are moments on that like Deluge, straight up outlier, but we're not reviewing either of those albums. We're reviewing this one, so 
this is my first foray into 12 foot ninja and i have to say i did not know what to expect and i did <laughs> you still I don't was, know what to expect I, I i was sort of taken aback i just had no idea that this was this was what was going to happen um i mean i, I gotta give it to them look they they don't have the, the longest tracks and they're trying to be entertaining i feel like I feel like entertainment is really a high priority for this band. I do too. Um, they want to be funny. They want to be funny. They want to be a party, kind of a party band. Um, even if they, you know, even if you could, if you wanted to say, okay, these people are serious musicians, which they, you know, they can play their instruments. Um, they want to be a fun time. And um, yeah, I think that, probably governs a lot of decisions for them about about songwriting you know what what will be groovy and and what what can people actually dance to i would i would agree with that because to me the closest analog that i can think of i know david has one in mind because of the sound but the vibe to me is very early van halen like before oh, it became van hagar so it's like just dudes who are perhaps not a virtuoso on the level of Eddie Van Halen, but are very good musicians who just hang out and are making music that they think is cool and is fun and that you drink beer and party to. I can see that. Or whatever. Or they probably drink beer and make music and this is probably what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, to me, you know, I've said this before, the short Australian Seven Dust No More, because <laughs> they really have very strong Seven Dust vibes in terms of when they really hit that I would say early new metal, like early corn kind of groove, but there's definitely a ton of faith no more in here, like a whole fucking lot, even on this one. I think there was more on Outlier, um, and I would say more faith no more than Mr. Bunkle. But all all that being said, I agree with you that they are, in some ways, a party band, but I think, I think especially on Outlier, and to some degree on this too, there's an undercurrent of darkness in these tracks that I think is belied by the tone, and I assume that's on purpose, uh, and when we talk about songs, we can get into some of that. Um, yeah, and they they sat on this album for a little bit too because their people were asking when they were release it, and they're like, we can't tour to support it. And so I don't know if some of that darkness was written during the dark times that have been the past eighteen I think, months. I, I right? think Outliers even darker. Outliers got some really dark shit on it actually emotionally, and it's pre, you know, it's sixteen. So I think Australia has no short of its of its own bullshit. Uh, you know, in this album, you know, there's the track about culture war on here. There's the pretend Elon Musk track, which is definitely what I think is going on in that song. We can get to it in a second. But you have the uh, almost Bo Burnham mm -hmm. Instagram white girl Instagram track, uh, page or track on here as well. Yeah. They're shrewd observers of the world, even if they are partying while they're talking to us about it. I, I am not in any way disputing the attempt at fun, but I'm here for it. So I, I like that about them. It reminds me a bit less, maybe Ben, this is where my head is at. It reminds me a bit less of Epic or Angel Dust and more of King for a Day, which had some of this kind of like, I don't know, like mariachi suddenly happening or whatever. Um, some of that here no. had some of With, that without the sharp edge that was in King for a Day because there is sure. very little. Um, I mean, even like on the album that we reviewed of theirs last time, which the name escapes me currently, uh, Outlier. Um, thank you, Outlier. That had a, a core of just uncompromising, stomp you in the face metal that this album sorely is lacking. 
You don't think, well, we'll get to when we talk about songs. I think there's a I bit of that towards the end, but you're right. It's not to the same degree as Outlier. Sorry, you were going to say something, either Gabe or Tim. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I think that when I hear a rock band who's doing this kind of thing, um, my associations were not with like 80s necessarily, but actually with um, more 90s and 2000s bands. Like Daft Punk definitely had rock moments on their records. And uh, I also thought of Tame Impala, who, sure. you know, that, that dude gets quite groovy on occasion, even though it's sort of like a psych kind of, uh, you know, psych rock sort of band. Um, more and Australia. More, more Australia. Just more Australia. Um, so is it an Australia thing? I don't know. But I guess, yeah, there wasn't any, there wasn't so much rock on this record. I didn't find it was a lot of pop. I, I love the subtle way that Gabe called us Ode. But uh... no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I just never listened to Hollow Notes in the '80s, like because I just didn't know them. But um, this is my. I mean, I guess it's oh, just a way of putting myself in, in, a, in an age category rather than you guys. Um, I, I want to say, in defense of their rockiness, I think on both these albums, with this one an outlier, there are a few bands I know that can end a song as heavy as they end them. And they do it a lot, like where they just like IDK, the end of that song is just bone crushing. Um, so I would I, I would argue they're better at ending songs than starting them. Because starting them, sometimes you don't know where it's going and it takes a little bit to resolve. But by the end of these, that's usually where they just, you know, seven dust riff you into the pavement. Which when Wait, you mean you didn't like the, the 8-bit intro on IDK? I, I don't mind it. I just... Um, <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of the 80s guys i am too um I'm, anyway yeah go ahead i disagree Sorry. but that's okay no i mean it, i don't find this heavy in the least i mean whatever so just a I difference of opinion there it's got its genty moments just like the outlier yes, did in there it does Outlier had more of them, but it has some. Yeah. Well, I think also Outlier, that last track on it ends with such heaviness on it, too, that it, mm -hmm. I think, kind of tints the uh, view of it when you come out of the album. I would grade that album higher now, obviously, than I did then. So, partially because I'm probably going to give this one a slightly higher grade than I gave that, but I think that album is better than this one. Mm -hmm. It's like Gabe. We all did it a little bit, boxing ourselves in with our grade for America Must Be Destroyed. And we're like, shit. <laughs> when we did later albums. Anyway. Then you just say, screw it. I guess I'm not going to be consistent and just talk. I'm grading them now because I have better knowledge. Well, I mean, I would put a different grade on Outlier now. Yeah. I listened to it a bunch and it made me appreciate this album more. Certainly more than Ben does. And that's okay. I feel very confident, Mike great of outlier and where <laughs> this one will fall to i believe you <laughs> i guess this is where i don't know why so tracy and i i think have a bit of a softer spot you like some genre bending stuff but um tracy and i tend to get a little bit more into that i think you listen to even more genres than we do ben but tracy and i want ours like at the same buffet like we want it in the same meal i don't know yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm like not I'm mad that they did this like retro '80s thing. I'm just mad that they did it so poorly. <laughs> Amazing. 
Well, I mean, I think I kind of hit your limit with colors too there, though, David. With which one? Between the berry to me. Oh yeah, but that's Raleigh. I can't blame that on Australia. That's my own prequasi hometown. Yeah, I yeah, I think this is better than that by a lot. I don't care what you think, Tracy. I'm saying I think this is better than that by a lot. <laughs> that's just my opinion, man. Tracy, you picked this, and uh, we all know that you are, as we like to say here, in the bag for this band, but uh, give us your thoughts. So this, <laughs> I had a very similar experience with this, as I did with Outlier, in that I came and he listened to it, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, okay. Like, I knew what to expect from him, because I had experience previously with him, but just here, like, it's always like that first run through, you're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? And then you hit the second and third, and you're like, okay, this song's now stuck in my fucking head indeed and then by the fourth or fifth you're like i love this album and that's where i'm sitting at the moment me too <laughs> so stockholm syndrome drink it is but yeah i mean i i really enjoy this album i mean i'm i don't know if i'm quite in the bag of them they could shit on an album like which would just make them farting and sell it and i'd buy it or listen to it but i'm at least in for the probably four albums of just garbage from a car and I'm done with these guys and which I I'd probably say they're one of my favorite bands now like it's easy to put them all time I do enjoy the genre hoppingness of it as you can see other albums I've picked and had us listen to I enjoy the insanity genre hoppingness hoppingness that comes from albums I don't know why it's weird if I have to listen to an album of 80s music, I probably want to pull my hair out by track five, but here it's like, okay, cool. Because <laughs> there's other stuff along on FFA. But Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. You ain't got no legs. Australia does that neo new wave shit better than anyone. Like there's that massive genre. I try to introduce Tracy to some of, you know, like presets or midnight juggernauts. So they're in very good company in Sydney and Melbourne, both in terms of well, just hey, the 80s hey, living on for all time. They do it well. But anyway, <laughs> Ben likes this album, everyone. I know, I'm getting a feeling from him. I'm expecting high grades from Ben the way he's talking about it. Me, me too. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be great. A, a great, great. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, let's just go ahead and hop into the tracks here so we can get there. But I do have, a, I want to say a note from a, a review I found while looking up for information for it on the band about the track Gone. Have you ever wondered what smooth by what smooth by Carl Santana and Rob Thomas would sound like if it was new metal? Nope. No one has. But this is the question that need, need answered that Australia's Twilight Ninja had produced with the song Gone. Amazing. And since I inflicted this on us, I will go first and say I like all the tracks. But I don't like them all. I like them all. I think it starts really strong with Start the Fire, Long Way Home. Shocked in the system is stuck in my head constantly the past 24 hours. Uh, Over and Out with Tatiana is great. Yeah, I really like all the tracks on the song. I'm just going to come in behind Tracy to say the same things before we get to Ben setting it alight by the ball hairs. Uh, I think this opener on this is stronger, actually, than 
um, outlier. I think Start the Fire is a badass track. One of my films, okay. Vengeance is neat and a reminder to me of how much dumb shit Australia has done alongside America. They've been in every horrifying counterinsurgency operation in the second half of the 20th century. They were in Vietnam. They were in Iraq. They were in Afghanistan. So all the shit about, you know, insurgents and not taking me alive, there's a lot of pathos there. Um, IDK, I think, is badass. Like that Holland Oates to Seven Dust thing, to me, not Ben. It's very successful. Shock to the system, this shit with Elon Musk is amazing. This tech billionaire who's going to fucking become the singularity. <laughs> At first I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. Um, Gone is, our, I think it's the weakest track on here, actually. It like pushes the, the poppiness too far. It's not bad. It's just not my favorite. Culture War is just painful because the moment we live in. I thought eight and nine I guess I'm like, Ben, we're pretty fast and heavy for 12-Foot Ninja. So that, that, that was nice. It like sped up a bit at the end there and got us across the finish I mean, line in only 34 minutes, and then we, it was done. Sure. If you want to add a qualifier for 12-Foot Ninja, I guess I can't really argue that. <laughs> but uh, I was just thinking in general. Um, Gabe, do you want to go ahead before I like just say what I'm going to say? <laughs> sure. Um so I liked the opener. I thought it was pretty groovy. The vocal harmony is really nice. Um, I thought that actually Vengeance was the most pop of the tracks and very radio friendly, which was one of the reasons I just didn't like it at all. It was just like, okay, this is like going on some top 40 and then, you know, who cares about it? But um, IDK is interesting. Like it reminded me of like fucking Thundercat and Thundercat is awesome but I would much rather listen to Thundercat than this. Um, even with the metal at the end, even with the sort of the groove metal at the end of the track, it's, it's clever, but I'm just not, not here for it. Um, Culture War, I like that track. Um, and uh, I also enjoyed Dead End uh, because they are the most metal of any tracks in the entire record. But that's about it. Um, Nine sounds like, you know, uh, you know, a scene from a musical with like talented actors and, you know good singing but i'm not i'm not here for that it sounded pretty i wish they did a little more of that actually i think that duet is nice but i agree it's yeah musical theater it, sound, it just sounds like musical theater to me like in the, the keypads man it's just too much i like musical theater a lot so i was probably like yeah it's i'm an easy mark maybe for that shit all right ben take your dump just take it. Take none of down. them. I'm ready to drink. I'm ready to drink. It's, it is a none of them. There it is, it's everyone. Really there it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not a, not a track uh, on here that I will ever listen to again unless Tracy's driving somewhere and I'm stuck in the car with him. Um, it's which is fine. Now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, this was um, it's well played. The, the dude's got a decent voice. I mean, it doesn't, they don't sound terrible. They're just not good songs. So, you know, <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Let's grade this biatch. Tracy. She's dying. So organs is liquefied out of horror and sadness. They have. I guess I get to go first. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hit it with the A minus. I'm going to give it a 92. Um. I'm going to give it the same grade as Tracy because I'm a follower. No, I think it's legitimately, I don't think it's quite A material and I like to more, which I would give an A to now, um, but I will definitely give this a 92. Um, 
and I'm not sad about it, even if one of my best friends in the world hates it, which hurts me a tiny bit. But I also didn't write it, so I'm not going to take it personally. This is a yeah. C trending towards C minus. Um, yeah. There's like a few tracks that I can stand on here, but it's like the more I listen to it, the more I'm just like, why don't I just listen to a record that I like, <laughs> you know, by by another band that's doing sure. some groovy, funky stuff. Um, sorry. No, it's, we didn't. Tracy and I didn't actually make this album, so <laughs> that you know, know of. Yeah, exactly. Me and David have a side project with a few Australians. It's 11 foot ninja. It's like not quite as good as this. <laughs> yeah. It might be better because I mean, this is a pretty low bar. It'd yeah. be 13 foot ninja just be our height added together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, I agree with Gabe that there was a, the, the stuff on here that I thought was interesting. I would just rather listen to a band that I like who does it better. So for me, this is a D. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> actually Damn, what i meant was what i meant was the stuff that i didn't like i think it was stuff that i like that other bands do better <laughs> Whose okay, job well, that, isn't, that... you know what i mean like I, but i thought sure. the metal tracks were okay you know what i mean it was it was fine so hey. what's our average some kind of low b right i mean if it, got... it's, it is a low b it's like an 80, 80. yeah it's an 80 i mean an 80 gets a degree they're like passing metal school yeah. 80's fine it's hey, at Murray think, State. At Murray State, that's just the same as an '89, y'all. <laughs> I have a feeling that somehow that album's going to end up on two albums of the year list at the end of the year, and nobody else's. Yeah, I'm going to have it on there. I love this record. I know you do, Tracy, but they obviously do not. So it it will not be winning because we have we put our scores together. So. It may be it may be aggregate enough for like a 23 or something. <laughs> Kick ass. Well, that's what I love about this show. We don't like the same shit, and I don't. Yeah, no, totally. I don't want to record with myself or I would just record with myself. So, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, annoying. and I think there's stuff on here that other people will like. It's just, it does didn't work for me, but that's cool. Mm -hmm. Cause there's all kinds of stuff that I've had that didn't work for Tracy or other people. It's true. Anything where they're recording in a swimming pool. I'm like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of recording and swimming pools, I don't know what the hell are we doing next, Tracy? And next why? we are doing Ben's pick for the month of October in Blood Red Thrones Imperial Congregation. That name is so epic. Yeah, that's why I picked it because it had a cool sounding name. <sighs> well, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Caca! Happy almost Halloween. I know by the time this airs, it will already have been Halloween, but yep. it's getting close. We are. Well, thanks for joining us on Thunderdale Battle Reviews. Dun, 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 dun.